Hi, and welcome to the latest episode of Pasha. My name is Inas Kosana, and thank you for joining us. Today's episode looks at the coronavirus. Joining us, we have Professor Bertie Fielding, the Director at the Molecular Biology and Virology Research Laboratory at the University of the Western Cape. He starts by explaining that the coronaviruses aren't new. Coronaviruses have always been around. First, human coronaviruses were identified in the 1960s, and those two coronaviruses uh, were associated with a common cold. Then in 2003, there was a pneumonia outbreak in Asia, China specifically, and that was SARS. And then subsequently, other coronaviruses infecting humans were identified as well. So currently, there are seven known human coronaviruses, three of which are deadly, and the others continuously circulate uh, throughout the human population. But what is the coronavirus, and how does it spread from animals to humans? So coronaviruses are called coronaviruses because of their structure. So if you look at a coronavirus under an electron microscope, you would see the virus structure as a circle surrounded by what looks like a halo. An halo in Latin is corona and hence coronavirus. So coronaviruses are associated with animals and it's been known to associate with animals for a very long time. So they're known as zoonotic viruses because they co-evolve with these animals. They can move between different animals, they can then mutate or they can mix with other viruses to form new viruses and these very often have the ability to move from the animal into the human. Are zoonotic diseases a real danger? Definitely. If you look at the majority of viral infections, many of them come from animals. Influenza, for instance, can either be from birds, aquatic birds, so ducks. They can come from chickens, they can come from pigs, hence the swine flu. And then the majority of the coronaviruses are zoonotic, so they come from animals. SARS, for instance, have been traced to bats and civet cats, MERS to bats and camels, and the current novel coronavirus has been traced to bats once again. And there are two groups. One says that it, the intermediate host is a snake. The other one says that it's a pangolin. Both of those has to be confirmed by further studies, however. We know that the current outbreak started in Wuhan in China. Can you tell us how at risk African countries are? So there will obviously always be a risk. The, the biggest problem with viral diseases is how do you contain it when people move around? If you look at the 1918 Spanish flu, about 500 million people were infected and between 50 and 100 million people were killed. And, and what was the, the biggest contributing factor? It was the First World War. So you had overcrowding camps, but also soldiers moving between France and also moving home after their tours of duty. Obviously, nowadays with air travel, it becomes much easier to travel. So it's very, very likely that this virus will eventually um, get to Africa and other parts of the world. It is very much how we will contain the virus when it does end up in Africa. What steps can be taken to ensure that risks remain minimal? So it's really about screening and identifying patients as soon as they um, show symptoms. Um, the worrying aspect is that um, certain groups have once again shown that certain individuals have tested negative for the virus, but then they ended up having the disease. And this is simply a, a function of viral infections where the viral load is so low that the detection systems cannot detect the virus. So we need to be vigilant at our, at our borders and pick up these cases as they come into the countries. Will quarantine be enough to deal with the virus? Typically it would be, and we, we saw that with the SARS outbreak. 
We even saw that with uh, the influenza outbreak in the 1950s, where a much smaller number was um, infected and the death toll was much lower than the 1918 influenza outbreak. However, the biggest problem with the quarantine measure is the zoonotic nature of, of especially the coronaviruses. If these viruses are found in pets or in wild animals, obviously the risk is always there for the virus to jump back into the human population and then quarantining would not be enough. Because you can quarantine individuals, but how do you quarantine wild animals? Pets can be quarantined, pets can be euthanized. So even though quarantining is effective, the zoonotic nature of these viruses make them very difficult to control and increases the risk for them to return in the future. There is a real threat of diseases spreading from animals to humans and it's important that African countries are prepared to deal with them. Thanks for tuning in to this episode produced by Ozea Patel. From me, Ina, goodbye for now.